Thanks for tuning in to Hobbs and Horror Movie Review Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hobbs and Horror. I'm Eric. Butcher Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Amos. (laughs) I don't know where the Amos comes from. Famous Anus Cookies. Yeah, famous, famous Amos and Andy Cookies. And we're back with part two of the Gary Busey saga. Yeah, yeah. With Ginger Dead Man ranking in at a 3.4 IMDb rating. And, and I, so wrong. And I'm going to stop you right there. Every time someone says the title of this movie that I've heard, we all say it wrong. Do well, we? Yeah. We say it, the Ginger Dead Man, as yeah. if it's like a like a zombie guy with, like a zombie with red hair, with <laughs> yeah. soulless, whatever. Yeah, I say Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, but it, it's it's Ginger Dead Man. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it's written. You're right. You are yeah. correct. But no but, one says it that way. Yeah. It yeah. just doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's a dead You got to emphasize man. the dead part. Yeah, yeah. Ginger dead man. Yeah. Not ginger dead man. <laughs> Say ginger All right, dead so we man. have a tw- <laughs> Nobody understands you. We're officially right. 20 minutes into the podcast, and we're still talking about yeah. how to properly say the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, Gavin, kick it uh, off with what this was about all right so um the majority of the movie is is uh the credits listing everybody (laughs) who was involved in the movie and the credits afterwards and the credits afterwards but ignoring that ignoring that part that crucial piece of the movie um we have we have gary's back uh and he is some kind of ruthless psychopath i don't think it's really explained exactly what his deal is um and he is robbing a diner, but apparently he's not really there to rob the diner. He also wants to kill the people in the diner. Um, so he kills the people in the diner, um, except one. And so then we flash forward. He <clears throat> is executed, and the young lady who survived the diner experience now uh, works at a bakery. She, maybe she did before. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And... Gary's evil witch mother brings his cremated remains to the bakery um, and marks it as gingerbread seasoning. Uh-huh. And through some incredibly bizarre twist of luck and fate, the ashes mixed with blood and, uh, and a surge of electricity, an evil gingerbread man is baked with the spirit of the killer. So now they must face him again, but this time as a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I still think like it'd be an interesting uh, I don't know, alternative uh, version of this movie where instead they of making cookies, they were just making loaves of bread. <laughs> yeah. And he just ended up as a killer loaf of bread. Yeah. Which I don't know how that would work. I, I'm sure that version has been made. So yeah. I, I want to say right after that, I want to say the one nice thing I'm going to say. Okay. I don't think the idea of this movie is terrible. It's just child's play. Yeah. I don't think the idea is terrible. I think <clears throat> despite the fact it's absolutely stupid, yeah. it makes no sense. I think if it had been done by the right person, mm-hmm. they could have made this an entertaining movie. So I think the idea is okay. Yeah. But everything after that is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie, like... It's it clearly rips off child's play. Yeah, the beginning uh, the serial killer 
they're chasing after the serial killer and he gets killed or whatever. Hey, they execute him. In Child's Play, he gets shot down in a toy store. Mm. And then he does his little voodoo ritual and whatever. Yeah. And gets into a doll. In this movie, he gets sent, he gets executed in a chair, and uh, an electric chair. And then uh, his mother is like a witch or whatever, like he said. And she... Somehow, I don't understand, like, okay, I, I'm reading way too much into this stupid-ass movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like, how, the amount of steps it took to bring Gary Busey to life yeah. uh, as the ginger dead man, like, if she would have dropped that seasoning off that was actually his ashes and whatever, and she wouldn't have, the guy wouldn't have cut himself, it wouldn't have happened. After he cut himself, if there wouldn't have been a sudden freak surge of electricity, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. This movie would have been over in like two minutes. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it's like a sick prank yeah. to be like, "Ha ha, I brought you gingerbread seasoning," but really, you're going to be eating the ashes of my dead yeah. son. Like, yeah, that's that's sick. But yeah, it's probably not going to turn the cookies into anything special. Just right. we're bad tasting cookies, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense, but let's not worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not try to make yeah, this make yeah. sense because it will not yeah. in any way. <clears throat> not so, a lot of, uh, not a lot of killing. Well, there's killing going on, but not a lot of. You don't even see. They didn't even like show us Gary Busey's death. No, I was for a while. I was like, they didn't even show. Like the woman is dropping off the ashes, mm-hmm. and at that point, I'm like. Wait, did they kill Gary Busey? Did I miss something? (laughs) But they didn't even feel like showing that part to us. Which is a loss because, yeah, imagine imagine him acting like he's being electrocuted. Uh Like that's entertainment. Yeah. (laughs) But they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. He could have done a great job acting like he's getting electrocuted. Yeah. Hmm. And I feel so like one of the biggest things that hurt this movie too is they really didn't go for comedy very much. Mm-mm. And they didn't even leverage the fact that you have Gary Busey, and Gary Busey doesn't even have to be funny to be funny. But I, somehow they took that humor out of Gary Busey because I didn't really get that Gary Busey quirkiness yeah. at all. In this well, that's movie. where I think Quigley works, and this one doesn't, right? Because they I showed agree. they'd go back and forth between him being showing him as a human and then showing him as a dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one, once he's gone and he's dead. He's just, he's just the ginger dead man. And he doesn't have that many lines. Like, that, no. like, like they didn't utilize him enough. And I think it's just one of those things where I think if I had to hypothesize about this, I would bet that they were able to afford Gary Busey, but for like a day. Yeah. And so they got, you know, they there wasn't that many scenes with Gary Busey there. And so I think they got it out of the way in one day, shot all those scenes with him and then just had him sit at home and record record the the sounds that they need it yeah 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 and i think the other part of it is too that i mean as far as the gingerbread man went it wasn't terrible Mm -hmm. so i bet you that was pretty expensive and sucked up most of the budget that they had for this movie and they probably they should have done a lot more of the gingerbread man but they didn't because i think they didn't have the budget to put him on there that Mm -hmm. much so yeah yeah, I'll get, I guess I'll, that's maybe the second nice thing I'll say. Like, so the the creature effects, I'm probably using that loosely, but the, but the effects <laughs> there, um, I mean, they're done. They're done by John Carl Beekler, and um, and Beekler had been working with 
Charlie Band going back to the eighties. So he's he knows what he's doing. Like he's not he's probably works for cheap mm-hmm. because he is part of that full moon <laughs> family, but he knows what he's doing. He's actually a pretty skilled guy. And he also he briefly worked as a director making one of the greatest entries in the Friday the thirteenth series. It wouldn't be part five, would it? No, it'd be oh. part seven. Okay. I know five five part five gets shit on a lot, but I fucking love part five. I've come around on part five a lot. Yeah. I, I used to not like it myself, but I've really come around on it. It's it it's so like yeah, well that's a whole other part. Yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not, let's not tear <laughs> off on that too much. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have to say, I really enjoy movies that have a contained set. Uh-huh. You know, like, I love movies where, you know, they're down in a bunker the whole time. Like, 10 Cloverfield Lane or um, The Divide is another really good movie where they're down in a one one small area. And usually, when a movie is, is has a real contained set like that, it's usually a budgetary issue. And, you know, even Clerks. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. clerks, but they did a lot with it. Yeah. You know, they were able to use what they had and really make the most out of it. This movie, like the, it first of all didn't make sense for it to be a contained set. Yeah, <laughs> because they could have left at any time. time. Yeah, I mean, the mother has got her finger fucking chopped off, and she's laying there dying or whatever, or bleeding out. The other woman. I don't know what the fuck happened to her, but she ends up in the fucking, I don't know if it was the oven. Yeah, and then she's all but covered she's, in frosting yeah, and she whatever. Had, she had, like, frosting all over her and then cherries on her nipples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but clearly there, like, there's people hurt, you know, basically. And you would think that someone would, I think they tried once, like, the one annoying chick, she ca- tried to call her dad, and then her phone died. But, okay, your phone died. Well, walk to a fucking payphone. I think this was back when they had payphones. Or walk to somebody. Walk somewhere. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You got a fucking ginger dead man running around. Keebler elf, whatever they fucking. Ginger dead man. Yeah. I, I, the Killsbury Doughboy. The Killsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Yes. And he's running around killing you. Like, why wouldn't you leave and I, find help? I don't know if you remember this part <clears throat> of the movie, but I think they tried it to kind of cover their asses with that by... The one girl, the one that was like Miss Waco or whatever, mm-hmm. she when she got killed, they said, oh, he's got all the doors booby-trapped. Yeah, they did add that in. So, yeah. at one point in time. So, I think that was supposed to be the justification for okay. them not being able to leave. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, the one guy walked out to his car, got a gun, and came back in. Yeah. At that point, they could have walked out, gotten in his car, and driven away, and the yeah. movie would have yeah. been over, yeah. you know? hmm So. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off of your, uh, like, one-room set thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and your examples are great. I mean, like, 10 Cloverfield, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, there's, like, the classics, like, The Thing and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but, like, the to make those work... Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's probably a budget reason that they do it. Yeah. But once you're down to the one room set, you have to rely so heavily on your tension, on mm-hmm. your actors playing off of each other. Yeah. Because if you don't give the audience something to like really get them to care about those characters, yeah, it's boring as hell. Yeah. And this movie 
fails <laughs> yeah. so hard in that mm-hmm. regard because I don't care about any of these characters. Right. Um, and the acting is just god awful. Like, yes, it is. It's really bad. And and Robin Sidney, the star of this movie, yeah. she's got a great look. I mean, I can see why she's the main actress. Yeah. But her acting in this movie is awful. And strangely, she's not the worst actor <laughs> in this. Like, <clears throat> they find a way to make her acting look passable by finding worse actors. Yeah. And it's bad. Like, it's even for Full Moon, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know what was going on here. And yet, despite this, this movie, some people like this movie. Well, I think there's a whole... I think we talked about this on another podcast, actually, but um, I think there's a whole generation of people that kind of came along after the Empire days, and their first kind of exposure to Full Moon movies was Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. And that's kind of sad. I feel bad. <laughs> because um, this was, you know, you and I talked about this, Gav, in one of mm-hmm. the previous ep- uh, episodes where this was the movie that kind of marks it for us, where, like... Charlie Band really went downhill. Yeah. And I think going into this the first time, I had really high expectations for this because I've seen so many movies that did. They lived up to the expectation that I had going into it. This one, I had a lot of expectations going into it and it did not deliver on any of them. You don't see kills. Right. You don't see, there's not, it's not. Yes, they kind of make a few comments like the Pillsbury, Killsbury Doughboy and yeah. the Keebler Elf thing. There's a few parts a few bits of dialogue that are funny but poorly delivered but poorly delivered and there's like it just felt like they were trying to fill air while they're in this contained set and they don't they didn't really they didn't really do a good job of it right yeah no i agree i don't remember if we did that if we had that conversation in an episode or where we had that conversation but yes i i agree 100 percent um this to me and then maybe there's a movie earlier, but this is the movie that really stood out mm-hmm. for me as the point um, that Full Moon and Charlie Band specifically just stopped caring. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he was always cheap, but this was the this was the point where he's like, as long as I can turn a profit, mm-hmm. I'll pump stuff out as fast as I can, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be good. It just has to turn a profit. Yeah, um, and this movie's not good. Like, there's nothing good about it. But I guarantee you, it turned a profit. Because all he had to do was slap the star. I don't mean Robin Sidney. The other star. <laughs> yeah. Slap the star's name on the cover. And people will be like, oh, oh. that'll be good. Gary Bussey. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, you know, <clears throat> make your money back. Yeah. And you can tell he made a profit because he wouldn't have made, like, four other movies. Ginger Dead movies afterwards. Which yeah. I've not, you know, I'll... I'll I've not seen any of them except for this first one. Um, I may have seen Passion of the Crust <laughs> um, at some I'm point. I'm pretty sure I saw Passion of the Crust, yeah. but I don't remember it. Yeah, that's same here. Yeah, like this is, it's just bad. Because yeah, at this point, like, he's pretty much making this evil bong movies, yep. which are not good. And mm-hmm. I know that they have their fans, mm-hmm. um, but they're not good. And um, the occasional Killjoy movie, which... I guess is maybe the least worst of the three, but still <laughs> that. not good. I couldn't honestly tell you the last good full moon movie 
it hasn't been in 20 years. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I, after this movie came out, I think was the end for me of giving a shit about Full Moon. Yeah. I, I mean, I still love the old Empire movies. You know, you know more about the switch between, yeah. uh, you know, there's, it's complicated when it comes to Full Moon because it's, it's been under different names. And, you know, like Gav, you were just saying that he would buy the rights to movies or give pe- other people who are a little bit more... Um... Well, it's not so much that he was buying the rights, but okay. just... He was he funding w- it. Yeah, he would kind of pitch. Like, the the first, like, really big Empire movie would be, like, Reanimator. Mm-hmm. And Stuart Gordon was already making Reanimator. And... Charlie Vance stepped in as a producer, okay. but kind of like after the fact, mm-hmm. they already had it cast and, you know, written okay. and everything else. Like the movie was ready to go. So my understanding is that other than throw in some money towards the end, just to kind of get it across the finish line, mm-hmm. Charlie had nothing to do with that movie. Sure. And that's what worked well is... Stuart Gordon is the best example because his movies with Charlie Band are all great, mm-hmm. and they're great because Charlie Band didn't freaking touch them. <laughs> um, and yeah. then, but even like the subspecies movies, mm-hmm. like those are pretty decent. Yeah, they are. The, honestly, I think subspecies is the best vampire yeah. of most movies. Like I, I don't want to say he's the best of the best. You know, what's his name? Who? The vampire. Radu? Radu. I always <laughs> get it confused with uh, spaghetti sauce. I'm yeah. like, is it, re- is it Regu? Or... Yeah. But other than the silly name, it, the look, they nailed the look. It, yeah. It's got a very Nosferatu look to him, that vampire. and uh, But also, like, kind of unique on its own. And, you know, like, I, I don't remember how good the later films are because they made quite a few of the subspecies movies yeah and there's a new one now too is there yeah hmm. yeah oh dear if they got the same actor who played uh regu <laughs> I, d- I do not know hmm yeah but those ones you know those were pretty good and uh but yeah like at some point i think it it, it really for me when ginger dead man came out this movie just kind of yeah sorry i'm out <laughs> yeah and that's and that's I'll even step back a moment and do like a broader thing. Cause I don't think when we did head of the family or head of the household, whatever it's called, <laughs> head of household, head of household. Um, like, I don't think we really talked about full moon in general very much. I don't remember. Maybe we did, but, but like, so here's like, here's how it works. We, we we've talked about Charlie band. We yeah. haven't really yes. talked about full moon. So. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you like the super fast breakdown of this. Mm-hmm. So, Originally, there's a guy named Elbert Band, and Elbert Band is a good filmmaker. He worked with some classic Hollywood people, um, and he made a handful of movies himself, which are decent. Um, he made, like, I Bury the Living, which I think is a fantastic movie, really good movie. But that dumb bastard, <laughs> that dumb bastard decided to have children. And and he had his and he had a son named Charlie Band. And when Charlie started out, I think Charlie started out okay. His earliest stuff is fine. He made a movie called Crash, which I really like. He made Fairy Tales, which I really like. Fairy Tales is fun. Yeah. Um, and then he moves on from that mm. into into Empire, which is like at this point, like he's flush with cash. Like he's 
he buys like the Italian castle <laughs> and he and he buys like a former studio of Dino De Laurentiis. Like so he's like, I'm going all out. And he's like, We're gonna make these great movies. And so for a few years, they're freaking fantastic. And then I don't know the details of what happened, but everything collapsed. It just collapsed. Like they they went under Empire was gone. He rebirths it as full moon, and at that point, it's pretty much straight to video. Like mm-hmm. at that point, nothing's going to the theater anymore, and that's when it goes to being cheap. When he's like, "I'm not going to go bankrupt again. I'm going to make everything cheap now." Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works. Yeah. Um, this is this is now we're in the time period with Head of the Family, and Head of the Family, not a good movie, mm-hmm. but it's it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is back in the era for us. You know, where you'd go and you'd rent a movie, just kind of blind, walk into the video store, rent a movie blind. It's good enough to pass an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. So that's fine. And that's what Full Moon was at that point, was like, you knew you were getting garbage, but it was at least entertaining garbage. <laughs> right. Uh, so at Puppet Master, that that would clearly be under the Full Moon. That was right around the turn. I, I mm-hmm. would say once Empire collapsed, Puppet Master was like the big thing that kicked off Full Moon. Yeah. And yeah, and... Oh, and Puppet Master's crap. It really is. <laughs> Going back, I tried to watch it, and I like. I think I turned it off three quarters of the way through. <laughs> it's boring as shit. It is. It is. And that's the weird thing, mm. because I remember, I mean, it was probably you. I don't remember anymore. Probably. It was probably you, but I remember having, like, mini marathons, being like, oh, we're going to watch, like, three Puppet Master movies. Mm. And I enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. And then later... I went back and I watched the original Puppet Master, and like nothing freaking happens in that movie. Like, no. Half of it is just people sitting around a dinner table, like having conversation that has nothing to do with anything. Right? It's terrible. It's not a good movie, and yet they made like ten or eleven of these things. Yeah. The only thing I I, I can say about the Puppet Master movies is the puppets are awesome. The puppets are cool. Um, and I thought they were really creative with the puppets. Like they. I mean, even just the original ones were great, but then they expanded on them. I think they get kind of stupid after a while when you get to the later movies. But the first few movies, even like the, they introduced Six Shooter. Six Shooter was cool. What did they have in the later ones? Um, I don't know, but there's some fun. There's like, there's Leech Woman. Leech Woman was one of the originals. There's Blade. Blade is one of the originals also, and he yeah. is my favorite. But, yeah, so there's some cool dolls. And the merch, man. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid seeing... So, for those of you out there who have not, didn't grow up with Full Moon in the 80s, in the younger crowd, I guess, they used to, when you'd rent a VHS and it was a Full Moon movie, at the beginning of the movie, before the movie would start, it would say, stay tuned um, after the movie or whatever for a special whatever. So, after the movie would be over, it would kind of give you a behind the scenes look at how the movie was made a little bit. And I think, if I'm remembering quite correctly, but it would also talk about the puppets and how you could order them. Oh, that's cool. You could actually buy like full scale puppets from the movie. And I mean, they were expensive and I never got one, <laughs> but I always wanted one really bad, especially the, the blade one. That would have been the best Christmas present ever <laughs> at that age Aww. for me. Never got it though because it Jason's was Jason's parents failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, almost wonder if. But that was part of the charm of of renting those movies though too. Is just yeah. like you know, 
it was something you never saw, you know, you know, when you watch, uh, what's a good example of a movie now? I don't know, but you, they, they don't give you the opportunity to, to buy and have your own. Like it's, it'd be like if uh, Night of the Nightmare on Elm Street, you could buy a Freddy glove at the end. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be cool. You know, that'd be awesome. You know, they didn't do that with Nightmare on Elm Street, but Full Moon, I think, as, you know, going back to what you were saying about how cheaply they're made, mm-hmm. it was uh, one way for them to make their money, you know, to, to capitalize uh, as much as possible on these movies that didn't cost much to make. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was, that was like my big overview. Just step back for a second. That mm-hmm. was my big overview of like the, the broad history there. And that there may be some things that like Charlie would disagree with about some of that. <laughs> um, that's just my perspective. He, he might have to tell a different version of the story, but that's my understanding of how things went. And, uh, I mean, he's got to know, he's got to know he's a cheap bastard. Like he can't pretend he's not right. Right. No, I don't think he has any illusions about. Okay. It sounds to me like what he did. He started out as a filmmaker and just in the, by the end he was just a businessman. Yeah. So he was just figuring yeah. out, okay, how can I make as many like I think one of you have actually said this exact thing. How many how can I make as many movies as possible and make money on all the movies and I don't give a shit what <clears throat> what's well, on them. And yeah, and I think what he did was he would throw shit against the wall and see what stick what yeah. would stick. Like so you got the puppet master movies, right? Yeah. But then later on, he came out with dolls, right? Or is that Stuart? You're talking about uh You're not talking about dolls. You're talking about demonic toys. Or demonic toys. That's what I'm thinking of. Demonic toys. And those and then it was Puppet Master versus Demonic, demonic Toys. toys. Yeah. And it's like you're making the same movie over and over and over again and just, you know, trying But he to... can make money off of it. But he so, can make yeah. So, I mean, you yeah. you can see why he did it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think the profit motive at some point just kind of killed it. Yeah, you know, I agree. The creativity and and you know and and I didn't I didn't know him in the eighties. Not that I know him now, but I've, yeah. I've met him a few times. He does a lot of shows, and the guy is he doesn't try to hide it. Like he's a huckster. Like mm-hmm. I don't even mean that as like an insult. Like that's just what he is. Uh-huh. He's he's pitching you something, and mm-hmm. he's selling you on the pitch. Like and he knows that the pitch doesn't necessarily match up with what the product yeah, yeah. is, right? So yeah, so he he actively like runs his own booth at conventions, which you know, good on him for doing that. That's mm-hmm. cool because then you can walk up and meet Charlie, and that's nice. But he's going to promote stuff in a very not accurate way. You want to give me an example of that? Because I know you you've had that happen with, with him, right? Like you went up to his table and he tried to sell you things right well so <clears throat> at the road show like you you know the road show yep and we're not gonna talk about the road no show. we've talked about it before on the podcast <laughs> yeah but um but yeah like the one that i went to they had a limited edition dvd box set mm-hmm. and i don't know how many of these sets they made or whatever um, and I got one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care that it was limited edition. It was just a decent price. Mm-hmm. But I was absolutely convinced that that was a lie. And I'm still convinced that that was a lie. I don't believe for a second that those numbers were like that. Um, we've talked off the air about how when he first came out with his DVDs, he, he just transferred the laser disc <laughs> <to> DVD <laughs> with, with the switch sides right in the middle of the movie, which is like, he didn't even try to hide it. Yeah. And now that he's got the Blu-rays, the Blu-rays are not like 
4K quality. I'm fairly convinced that he's just copying the DVD he, transfer to just, a Blu-ray without doing a new scan. Um, so he can charge you like the extra five bucks for the Blu-ray when you're getting the identical movie you already have. Right. Um, so there's that. But but yeah, like he'll just do things like the last time he came through, his his autobiography came out. He has an autobiography? He does. Oh, I bet that's interesting. It's called Confessions of a Puppet Master. Ah. And his thing was, if if you purchased it on Amazon, it was, a, it was at pre-order at the time. If you purchased it on Amazon and then you showed him your phone and saying that you had just purchased it, you could get three DVDs. And so this is the thing. Like, the DVDs, like, they're cheap as hell. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he prints them off. He's, they probably cost him a buck a piece to make. But the whole trick here is he wants, on day one, he wants his book to be the number one oh, book. Fuck. So he's he's giving you this cheap thing that costs him nothing to make mm-hmm. to artificially inflate the popularity of his book. <laughs> like It's kind of like the... Uh... Uh, politicians that write books and then they just purchase like 20,000 of them and set them in a warehouse somewhere so that it can look like they sold a bunch of copies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I don't know if that's the best example, but just like if you pay attention to like how he's selling things, Uh there's always some reason that he's doing it the way he's doing it. Like, it's not just like, Hey, I'm going to make a dollar off of this. It's like, how can I self promote in the process? Mm. Um, and I don't fault him for that. Like, like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And obviously full moon has a brand like any other company, like today, like the great, the great movie company for horror and whatever, you know, strange movies is a 24. Yeah. But A24 doesn't necessarily have, like, you watch something, you're like, oh, this is an A24 movie. Sometimes you can tell, but most of time you probably can't no, really tell. No, But a full moon movie, you know what you're getting. Right. So, like, I'll give him credit for that. I think it's crap, but at least he's clearly made his brand. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the, A- <clears throat> at the A24, it's more, um, there's not really a particular style to their movies. It's just a... Uh, um, it's, it's kind of like a seal of quality, right? you know, at this point, like, oh, it's an A24 movie that has a good chance of being a yeah. decent film. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that reminds me of a, of a great joke. I got a joke I came up with the other day. You guys want to hear it? <laughs> can I tell you? Yeah, you can tell you. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> I, we're so, we're all over the place <laughs> with this episode. <laughs> Eric's just silent the whole time. Um, Jason. Yeah. Do you remember... Um, back when you had your condo and we would, you know, we'd regularly watch movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it started out that like a movie would come on and like the Lionsgate logo would come up and we'd be like, Ooh, a Lionsgate movie. This is going to be good. Uh (laughs) And then it, it, it evolved into like a joke. Uh-huh. Because at one point Lionsgate just started releasing everything, uh-huh. and so it's like, ooh, Lionsgate, this is going to be good. But it, 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 towards the end, like it meant, like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, I don't remember this, but I know I can tell you for a fact we did that many times. That's and, awesome, and and that's the thing. Like Lionsgate, when when they started out as a company, uh-huh. they did they released some great stuff. And later they're just kind of whatever. Right. I could probably say that for a lot of companies, probably Anchor Bay, same thing. Mm-hmm. But I only say that because, like, right now, A24 is damn near 100% perfect. I mean, there's maybe one or two that aren't as good, but pretty damn good overall. Yeah. That, that's got to water down eventually, right? 
<clears throat> I don't think there's a company so far that I've ever heard of that it didn't eventually. You know, I mean, look at even um, the Hammer films. Mm-hmm. They, like it went away, and then they try to bring it back. You know, they they I think they only made like two two or three movies that I know of that were under that Hammer banner, and it they all sucked. The one that like when it came back in the last like maybe ten years. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They brought yeah. it back, and then it just didn't really. Like I don't think they're still doing it. Um, I don't know if they are or they aren't, but yeah, they they tried to capitalize on that brand, but it clearly wasn't aimed yeah. at the people who liked the yeah. old brand. So. Well, and I think what happens is, is you know these are companies; these are like there's people involved, and yeah. as time goes on, those people are going to change. You know, like yeah. people are going to get older or move on or whatever, and so the creative force behind them is going to be different, and then. You know. Oh sure. It well, well, nobody from the old hammer is still alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I. You know. As far as though, what the hell were we just talking about? I don't know. Well, talking about how, they, how the hammer movies could suck. No, when they I came was back. using that as a reference for something else. Well, but, the hammer movies do suck. Well, we were but, just talking yeah. about how. Yeah, like you said, how movies get watered down. And oh, I think yeah. that's a twenty four is what I was saying. Yeah. I think that'll watch, suck too. A twenty four. That's what probably eventually will happen. You know. Yeah. Probably right. because I would assume, I mean, when it all comes down to it, they're in the business of publishing movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eventually the pressure is going to be put on them to publish movies, more movies than they're publishing. And mm-hmm. as you do that, your, yeah. t- your you know, bar for how good the movie has to be just continues to drop and drop yeah. and drop. Well, so and far, you- so good, though. Yeah, and I mean, it might end up being a budgetary issue, too. It might be like, oh, we need to be cranking out more to make money or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how these, these companies like Empire like go out of business. I mean, once you have like, you know, a solid, you know, cata- uh, catalog of movies, like, mm. like how does... How does it because they become so riddled with do that. they just do stupid stuff? Yeah, with they're, their money? they're just so riddled with that that at yeah. a certain point it just fizzles out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know the details on that, but but my guess would be that they just overextended themselves. So it, that's a Cause, total because because yeah, they were they were buying up properties all over the place that they probably shouldn't. They have. Uh, what happens is you get this really strong brand, so then you just start throwing everything on it because you know you're going to sell it, and then people say. Well, now this brand fucking sucks, mm. and then they stop watching them, and now they're they're screwed. Mm. <laughs> they just killed what they had going for them. All right, yeah. I want to go back. To, <laughs> I want to go back because if you guys remember, like twenty minutes ago, we were talking about a movie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. So, 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 so I want to go back to that. <laughs> was it movie. was it was it Ginger Dead Man? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ginger Dead Man. Be- but but both of you have such a man crush on Charlie Band, and your hatred no. for Charlie okay. Band runs okay. so deep that we can't get off the Charlie Band. That's I. So, I do love talking about Charlie Band. Man. Not gonna lie. Maybe we should make the Charlie Band pro- podcast, and you guys can just go off. He's on a Charlie. fascinating character. He's a fascinating character, and and you know. We're going back on Charlie Band. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. This movie, it was not good. No. But no. I felt like the fundamentals were there to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that? Like, Yeah. And head well, of the depending, family. Depending on what the fundamentals are. Head of the family was so fucking slow and so boring. And this movie didn't have that. This movie paced pretty well, well probably this, because it was like yeah. 40 minutes long after you took all the credits out of it but i'm curious if you guys have an opinion on 
I feel like it wasn't that far away from being good, but there was a lot of things missing. So what does it take to make this movie not suck? That's a good question. What do you think, Kev? Uh, well, for me, first and foremost, better writing. Mm-hmm. Because when the majority of your movie is people sitting in a room talking about nothing, like at least make it so they're talking about something. So we don't notice that they're talking about nothing. <laughs> so, um, so there's but, that. But would have, would have, four really really good kill scenes That's have what compensated. I gonna, That's what I was that. gonna say. I don't know if it would have compensated, but it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think it would depend on like if the the level of like the special effects, if they would have added some good, really good, funny gore scenes, and maybe played off of. The fact that he's a ginger dead man, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like somehow incorporate that into how they're he, he's killing him. Instead, he's shooting a gun, or you know, he set a booby trap with a knife that goes into a girl's head. Yeah, like if they could do something that you know, and like I can't think of anything on the top of my head, but if they could do something like that and make the scenes really good, where they you know limbs are flying and blood and whatever. I don't think the writing matters too much. When you're going into a movie called Ginger Dead Man... You're not expecting good writing. You're not expecting good writing. But what I think Gavin was getting at is, like, when he says good writing, like, better lines. Yeah. Better, like... That would help. Better one-liners. Better, like, you know, just, like, instead of it feeling like a chore, like, like it almost feels like when these people are interacting that it's it's just a chore yeah like it they're getting they're getting through it and also some consistency because maybe i'm wrong here like i didn't give this movie a hundred percent of my uh, attention to detail Mm -hmm. but i felt like at one point they had said it was like one year since her brother died and at another point they said it was like two years since he had been executed yeah. but then another time it was like he was executed two days ago yeah and, and and maybe I'm wrong maybe I misunderstood or misheard something but but that's what I thought I heard was that like nobody seemed to have a clear concept of when anything yeah. was happening yeah but, that one I don't know and it might have just been the way that it was um the the way that it was shown to us because i was confused too like what was going on like the the relationship between the main characters and and gary Busey's character i wasn't really i didn't really it it, it didn't set with me for quite a while yeah i felt like there was a couple scenes in this movie where they were trying to make that scene that was memorable and the mm. one that really jumps out at me is they had something when the ginger dead man drove the car and was using the, <laughs> the, the, the like I, I I don't even know what it's called but the roller thing mm-hmm. as so he could get the gas and I felt like that could have been a very funny scene yeah. had had it been done right and they mm-hmm. just failed miserably on it and there was another scene too and I'm trying to think what it was but but like couple scenes like that, if they had done those right, this movie would be infinitely better. Mm-hmm. And if they would have done a better job, and this kind of goes to your dialogue thing, mm-hmm. where they could have made the ginger dead man just, I mean, 
you're getting chased around by a killer ginger mm-hmm. dead man. You're you're set up for comedy right there. Yeah, off they the top. Should, off the they top. should have done something yeah, with that. Yeah, they didn't that. lean into the comedy yeah. nearly enough. enough. I mean, literally off the top of my head as you're talking, I'm thinking maybe they could have killed him by dunking him in milk. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Some, drown, some, drown him in some milk. Yeah, like yeah. he dissolves in milk. There you something. go. That makes sense. That's and, good. And the way... But the they, way they <laughs> killed the ginger dead man mm-hmm. at the end was just creepy and weird, whereas they could have made that funny too, and that mm-hmm. might have made the movie oh, infinitely better. Yeah. But but I was like, the kid just goes down there and starts eating it, and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then the whole now the kid is Gary Busey yeah. thing. That was way it they should have. That looked, should have never happened. And then he kind of looked like a deadite. And then yeah. he, and then he said, "Give me some sugar." <laughs> yeah, which is clearly uh, yeah. yeah. They must have known what they were doing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah, and that, and going back to the kills, the kills. Are, I mean, they're bad. Yeah, like and they're almost non-existent. They're almost non-existent, and they're it. This is like ultra low effort because. Mm-hmm. The the mother gets her finger cut off, uh, which is not a kill, but she gets her finger cut off. Now, we don't see the actual cutting of the finger. And then after it happens, we see like, oh, he just cut her finger off. Like, we know what happens if we didn't actually see it. She's just holding her hand. Mm-hmm. At no point do we ever actually see her hand with no finger. Right. So, like, this is like the most cheap possible way, way of doing, doing it yeah is you yeah. don't show any effect of a finger being cut or a finger mm-hmm. being missing you and, know um we could do that and honestly, <laughs> yeah. we have no filmmaking skills but we, we could, could do, do that. that yeah and honestly like you know i know you you were saying that you, you kind of praised the whoever it was that did the ginger dead man um as like that he's good at special effects i he's didn't... he's decent at special okay effects. i'm not i that's one of the gripes I have of this movie, too, is the ginger dead man himself just looked kind of stupid to me. Oh, mm. see, and I thought they did an all right job. He looks them. like a fucking puppet to me. Like so, like a like a sock puppet. Even Aww. his mouth. Even the way his mouth is like kind of like like if you stuck your hand into a yeah, sock I guess puppet I could and you go like that. this, you know, the mouth kind of curves in like that's what it looked like to me. Like you're just, you know, and that just doesn't do it for me. See, and I, would have and, rather and seen I just something. felt like it was. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, that's the way I felt about it. Like, it, I'm not gonna say it was good, mm-hmm. but they they could have it could have been a lot cheesier. And actually, maybe if it was cheesier, the movie would have been better because that would have added a little element of comedy into it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the biggest thing is this man, how un- underutilized they Gary they Busey. did not use Gary Busey to the abilities that they could have. And even if they only had him sh- for a short amount of time. Gary Busey could have turned that ginger dead man into a hilarious character, and he oh, didn't. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think if we do ratings on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Gavin's over there looking something up. I was just looking up John Carl Vickler because you're crapping on him. <laughs> and uh, I, I would like you to know uh-huh. that he did the makeup and special effects for Terror Vision. Ooh! Oh, really? Yes. Holy shit! That that movie has really good uh, practical effects. So the monsters in that movie are. I could great. I could give you a whole monster. list, but I'm gonna just you throw that one at you. Yeah, because you know I love that one. Yeah, but okay, ratings. Yeah. You, know, I'll start because I don't think I've started in a while. So I'm gonna. I think this movie is watchable. 
it's not good. Mm-hmm. But at least it's fast paced and it's short. Mm-hmm. So like when when it got done, I was like, wow, we're already done. <laughs> that was a good thing. But because they failed on just about every level, I feel like in this movie, I'm gonna give it a three point two five. Okay. Okay. Um, you want me to go next, Gab? Sure. Okay. So I second that everything you just said. Um, I am going to say that it wouldn't have taken that much more to make this a good movie. Um, and, and see, I agree with that too. And just the fact that it they came close, I'm going to give it a 3.9 because it's not an enjoyable movie. Like it's not, you know, you go into it and you're, I mean, it's a gingerbread man who kills people. I'm expecting something hilarious. I'm expecting something really fun. And I think it it didn't quite meet that. You know, I think they cheaped out in too many ways. And uh, they didn't show any of the kills, which wouldn't have... I mean, if you got the guy who's who did terror vision, who can do creature effects, you can't tell me that they couldn't have shown the bloody stump of a finger mm-hmm. where the finger was. Or they couldn't have shown a little bit more of the gore and stuff like that. That people are... I mean, when you watch a movie like this, it's what you want to see. And even if it would have been cheesy as hell, Mm -hmm. it just... It would have added something to the movie. Yeah. Where it it just fell short everywhere. Yeah. It it, it fell short, but I don't think it would have taken that much more. Like, because I feel like the, the solutions are obvious. That if they would have just added a little bit better dialogue, like Gavin said, if I if they would have added a little better kill scenes, like I said, if they would have, you know, maybe cut down on the uh, opening credits <laughs> and uh, the closing credits and added, a, you know, a little bit more meat to that, you know, a movie mm. would have been better. So that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What do you got, Gavin? I feel like I'm going way too, way, way, way too high yeah. with this rating. Um, but I'm going to give it a 1.9. Oh, wow. 1. So Gavin 9. is very unhappy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, this was the movie he picked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't pick it up I know. because I, I liked know. I'm just it. Shit. Mm-hmm. I picked it up because it you followed wanted to... up quickly. Now, I yeah. don't. I don't want to pick movies that are this bad. That's mm-hmm. not my goal. Yeah. Um, but it just it was the perfect pairing. This is like a like hate watching something. Oh yeah. No, like I, when you're mad at your girlfriend or something and you yeah. just bang one out. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't work as an analogy. I'm, I don't know. I'm curious, Gavin. So do you think there's anything that can save this movie, or do you think this no. movie was just so bad that that yeah, there's I mean if somebody if somebody did a reimagining of Ginger Dead Man, mm-hmm. uh, starting over everything from scratch, keeping nothing except maybe the same main actor, maybe <laughs> the, depends like, on it. Depends if she can act or not. No, not no. her. Gary oh. Busey, man. Oh, Gary Busey. Okay, uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Like that's that's it. I think the writing is bad. I think the effects were that I see, and I like the Ginger Dead Man, but but beyond that, not I'm not impressed. Yeah, it, there was nothing really directing camera work. There was nothing to speak of. It mm-hmm. was just like pointing at people in a room. Nothing fancy there. There's nothing going on in this movie. Like yeah. it's it's dumb. Yeah, it's <laughs> like monstered. 
It, sure. It's like, <laughs> like monster. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm going to say the word monster as much as I, I'm going to work it into the <laughs> podcast if I can. Yeah. But I'm not... I'm I'm glad you guys were able to give it a solid three, three and a half. But I I don't agree. I just I just don't think that this movie could be saved. I think you'd have to start over, and that's all you could do to, to make this anything worthwhile. That's fair. So, well, that's that's interesting because I I do tend to disagree with you on that. I don't think it fully needs to be scrapped. But yeah, yeah, it does need a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, this might be the only time that I'm ever going to have the lowest rating, but I'm going <laughs> to, but I'm going to crap on this one. Yeah, I and I don't think you'll probably ever rate a movie that low again either. It's pretty rare because yeah. I. What do you know? What your lowest rating prior to this has been? Like in a ballpark? Have you gone below three? I don't probably think not. Um, so I had a question for you, Gavin. You're on that letterbox thing, yeah. Right? So what did you give this movie? On Letterbox, when you previously watched it, yeah. one, 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 which is oh. the equivalent of a two in IMDb. Okay, so it he, he upped it this yeah. time, right? Yeah. No, I downed it. I went from two down to one point nine. Oh, I see oh. what you're saying. You're doing a one uh, <laughs> the IMDb rating. Here. Gotcha. So, <laughs> right all right. So, does anybody remember what the next movie is? It's your pick. I think you wanted to go with Terra Firmer, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's what our next oh, movie you is. Did. So, okay. Which I don't own anymore, but I think it's on Tubi. We'll have to figure that out. But oh. but as long as we can find Terror Firmer, that'll be on next week's. And that's a trauma next, movie. In two weeks. That'll be our first foray into trauma, yep. I think. Right? I think so. Yeah. So expect on that podcast that we're going to talk five minutes about the movie, and then they're just going to talk about Lloyd Kaufman for the whole time. No, so. we'll start talking about Lloyd Kaufman, and then I'll make a comparison to Charlie Band. As and then we'll just talk about Charlie Band for an hour. I, and, I have opinions about Lloyd Kaufman, but he doesn't... I don't have any dislike for no, him. No, I don't either. Do you, do you guys... I, okay, we, I respect him. We can now. Now that we've covered the full movie, if you would like, you can turn the podcast back around and you can have more conversation about Charlie Band before no. we wrap it up. <laughs> like, I, so, so Jason can't see the laptop, but I can see the laptop. So I can tell you we're nearing an hour. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> How did we spend an hour? Well, because we didn't really talk about that. <laughs> because so, you talked about Charlie Band yeah, for 45 so no, I minutes. I don't feel we to continue that maybe we need to start another podcast where we just talk shit about charlie man <laughs> that's what i'm saying the charlie yeah. man podcast yeah i bet you'd be a big head so yeah, probably so yeah. all right with that we will wrap this episode up we'll be back in two weeks with Terra firmer thanks everybody for tuning in thanks for tuning in to hobbs and horror movie review podcast join us in two weeks for another exciting movie review 